Okay, so it's Jay and Jose Alito, and we just got done watching a advanced screening of Top Gun Maverick. And so this is our spoiler-free discussion about the movie. So how you doing tonight, Jose Alito? Good, good, good. Thanks for inviting me to uh, see the movie with you. No problem at all. I was excited about seeing this movie. I seen the original one years ago, and I remember really enjoying it, but then you know how it is where you'll see a movie from a long time ago and then you rewatch it and then it's kind of like not as good as you remember or as cheesier than you remember. We were talking about stakes and stuff before where the stakes wasn't as high as you remember, but it always feels so powerful and dramatic while you're watching it. But like I said, when you go revisit it, sometimes it's not quite what you remember. And so when you have a movie that's been out a long time ago, and I don't think I was ever expecting a, a part two or a continuation to the story. It's like one of those kind of throwaway movies you just watched like, you know, in the 80s. And so they decided to do a part two. And since I guess Tom Cruise is on a streak of, you know, doing his swan song, I guess, of all these movies like Mission Impossible and just kind of going back through his just movies he wanted to revisit, I guess, before he retires or whatever, or try to jump off a building and not be. <laughs> exactly. Where he exactly. pushes his luck too far with exactly. him doing his own stunts and stuff. So I guess he figured, let me hit up all the stuff I ever done before. The original movie was done by Tony Scott, um, who um, passed away a few years back. So they had a new director. And I believe this director is the same director who did the movie, um, the Tron Legacy movie. Oh, I didn't know that. I think it's the same the same guy. Um, he, I think he's an architect. Um, it was his first career. So he has a, a straightforward style. Um, and, but the thing about it is with the Tron Legacy, I think his only issue was, was the story that went along with it. But it was like a beautifully shot movie. And this movie was beautifully shot as well. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, so since we can't really say anything yet because of the embargo and it's not out yet, what are your spoiler-free thoughts on the movie? Well, I, I, I was surprised how much I really liked the movie. And, and again... Uh, Jason, if, when I mentioned to you after the movie that I felt like the stakes in this were higher than in the original, um, that's always the case where when when the movie first comes out, like the original Top Gun, where centuries ago or decades ago, mm -hmm. and then when you see it in the present, it's not gonna seem as good. But then, in order to have a Top Gun two. There was ha there has to be a Top Gun one to establish that world in the first place. And Top Gun one for the time was a was a great movie, and it's still an entertaining movie. But definitely the second movie, like I think, could stand alone from the first movie. Meaning that yeah. if you had never seen the first movie, you don't need to see the first movie to enjoy this uh, second movie, which is one of the things I liked about this movie. That's true. That's true. Because they did fill in the gaps and. You know, with these kind of movies, normally filled with a lot of flashbacks, and that that happens, which is you know what normally happens in movies like this. But I didn't feel like they relied on them, and I like, like you said, even if you didn't see it before, but if you have seen the movies before, even we that you know enjoyed the first movie could use a reminder just to kind of give you the tone of what's going on, the stakes, and the way they're connected to the past and things like that. Sometimes there are callbacks to things, and you need that you know that little reminder. Yeah, definitely. I mean. They put just enough of the flashback of the past to give the audience the information, but they didn't 
rely too like what you're saying they didn't rely too much on it they gave enough information where okay so if you never saw the first one okay this is you know harkening back to the events of the first movie but this is a new story and then but the but the memories of the old movie or the original movie are affecting you know the the present of this movie right. and what's going to happen with the characters but it doesn't totally rely on the past but it is still there right. to affect the characters in the present yeah i think they did a good job of paying homage to the original movie without duplicating the same thing because sometimes when a part two is made especially with this much far space in between what you get is the original movie again with a bigger budget and you're just repeating the same thing over again and you don't feel like you really get anything new but these you know placeholder people and supposed to remind you of this person or that person, but you don't quite connect to them the same way. And so you feel like you're just kind of like, you know, going through the motions. But um, the way they did the new characters, I thought was cool. Even though it was quick, you still got a sense of who you were dealing with. And they, even though they were reminded you of other characters, possibly, they still had their own kind of thing, you know? It was just more than just an archetype. It was like, okay, you know, this is about this person. And this person got this way about going, going about things. Um, and so I thought that was really cool to pull that off and that this movie didn't feel like a throwaway. It didn't feel like it was a cash grab trying yes. to, you know, play off nostalgia and, you know, and get your money. It felt like it was a thought out story that kind of made sense. And even though some of it was kind of out there, it was still believable within the world that they, they made. Um, one thing I will say, which kind of surprised me, um, was the trailer. When I saw a trailer for this, I think it gave away plot point on the movie I think they shouldn't have shown in the trailer. Um, and they could have done without that thing. Um, but even though they showed it and I knew about it going in, it didn't hamper anything. But I, I kind of wish I didn't know that. I wish I would have discovered this thing as they kind of figured it out. But even with knowing some of the plot of what was going on, I still thought it was very enjoyable. I thought it was shot beautifully. Um, I know we were kind of joking around, but we were talking about how we know that, you know, Tom Cruise is probably doing all his stunts, all his flying and stuff. Yes, yes. And so that was that was cool. And um, like I said, we saw some, some new faces, some familiar faces. We saw some old faces, which was really cool. Um, I liked how they pulled back as much as they could without putting being too much of an anchor. Because sometimes when you do throwback stuff and you bring in all these characters from the past, sometimes that can hinder the current story because you're more focused on the people you want to see, but you don't get a lot of them, right? So they'll present somebody that you like and then they just kind of snatch them away and you're just like, I'm left with these new characters I don't know or care about. Yeah. And so they did really well with not overdoing that. Yes. You still care about the old characters. Yeah. But you care about the new ones too. Yeah, that's the, and I'll say this about if this is um, Tom Cruise's swan song uh, in terms of his career and movies is that Tom Cruise and whatever his religion aside and whatever kookiness that might be, I will say that I respect Tom Cruise in that I see that he, you know, the whole thing with he does his own stunts. Mm -hmm. But aside from that, we both know that he probably has a hand in a lot of the movies that he's in now in terms of like also the plot yeah and what i will say about tom cruise is the movies he's in now he really tries to make the stories compelling yeah. and he really tries to make the characters like 
like you said, they're not throwaway characters. These new characters in this uh, um, new Top Gun, like they do just enough where they tell you what the characters are like, yeah. but they don't like flood you with too much of whatever their drama is. Mm -hmm. So you're stuck in their drama. They just present you, this is their the characters, and then you end up actually like becoming attached to the characters and it's not a forced I felt like it wasn't forced. Mm -hmm. Like you just naturally do whatever they did with the characterization and how the actors and actresses acted. They became very like likable characters where you actually like were invested in what was going to happen to those characters, which is like, mm -hmm. it's a hard thing to do with like, especially with the, you know, sequel, sequel movies where if you have new characters, it's hard to like, have that where you're going to be invested in the new characters because sometimes they overdo it or mm -hmm. they sometimes make those new characters somehow better than the original characters right. so for the people who were part of the original they resent the new characters because they feel like they're trying to replace the new but they right. didn't they merged them together so respectfully and, and both the, the old and the new characters were still like you know on equal footing in terms of the audience yeah. probably engaging with them. That, that's a great point because sometimes also, especially the franchise that you love, you know, you got this competition going in your head. Star Wars. Right, you're trying to fight against what you know or knew and, and saw before against what they're trying to give you now. Yes. And I thought that was pretty cool where I didn't really have that, that fight. Like I said, I think everybody was kind of done in a respectful way, which I thought was cool. I think that they played into certain things that they have no control over now. They was able to fold that into the story, which was cool. I thought the story had heart. I thought that it had great action. I thought that even though you you know how these movies normally go, I question how certain things are going to happen, which is surprising because usually if many movies as we've seen, we shouldn't be surprised about anything. It shouldn't, it shouldn't have been tense. It shouldn't have been, but, you know, I just kind of didn't know how it was gonna go you know I, I i was very concerned on certain parts like would they do that and you know i really didn't know um yeah this was interesting because like in, in for a lot of actors who like are in the twilight um what tends to happen i noticed in like i'll give an example like say like uh some Liam Neeson movies which are not bad movies mm -hmm. but a lot of times it could easily have gone and you know obviously i'm not going to give anything away but what this movie did like it could have easily been like all about Tom Cruise's character right. but it balances out where the new characters like also get their flowers and shine too as well as Tom Cruise it wasn't just all about Tom Cruise's character there it also focused on the new character it balanced it out well where yeah. it wasn't just about Tom Cruise and you know whatever happens with the plot and it's all just focused on Tom Cruise no it, it Tom Cruise's character is important, but so were the other characters as well. It was, I was surprised how well they did that. They integrated it really well. And I'm curious how much, I'm sure like a lot of say, that Tom Cruise really had a, must probably had a lot of say in how, in making the plot this way were mm -hmm. to balance out the characters so that it felt like a well-rounded movie. Yeah, there was some really, some really touching scenes and he was kind of acting his butt off on certain scenes too. Um, and also, even though he didn't look as old as you expect him to be, I thought it was neat how he wasn't trying to pretend to be young either. 
Yes. And I thought that was very cool to see because sometimes you have somebody, you know, their hair is sprayed black and, and they try yeah. to act like, oh, I'm so and, young and just show certain and, shots and certain yes. angles. He, and, did, he wasn't trying to pretend to be, he was supposed to be the old dude in the situation. Yeah. And, you know, obviously I'm not going to give it away, but there's that one scene where they could have easily been overdone. Mm -hmm. But because, and I, and we joked about it during the thing because of, because of his age, mm -hmm. they did it in a more like reserved, low-key way, but they could have right. easily tried to exaggerate it and tried to make him seem younger than he really was right. in that right. scene, you know, with the other person that was with him in that scene. But they didn't. They were real about his age mm -hmm. and not trying to, like, try to make it seem like he was all younger and vigorous than he really was. Yeah. That's the word. Yeah. Yeah, and I will say, too, um, and this is from the, you know, you can... You see them in the trailer, so you know they're in there. But um, Jennifer Connelly and Miles Teller. It's, it's interesting. Um, it's, I hear different things about Miles Teller as far as like the actor and the person, how he could be interesting and kind of different. But I always enjoy him in films. So whatever he is in real life, when he's in the films, I really do enjoy him, be it whatever kind of character he's playing. But he, he always seemed to come off as very everyman and kind of, you know, something else going on behind the eyes even though like when you see in the interviews and stuff you always seem kind of like jerkish or whatnot yeah but I, I really enjoyed him I, I i think this movie will definitely help him and the weird thing is, is i always thought early on in his career mm -hmm. i always thought that he was like a poor man's shia labeouf okay in terms of shia yeah. labeouf is like i don't know i'm i think shy i'm not keeping up with his career but I, i'm sure he's still doing stuff but in terms of major movies, I feel like Shy has kind of been like whatever his, you know, real life and how he acts and, and the talk about how he is in real life, it's not necessarily positive. Right. But with Teller, I, would, I think this movie will definitely cement him as someone that could kind of play the... Because, like, yeah, he's decent looking, yeah. but he never came off to me as like the lead. Until this movie, he always seemed to be more of just the awkward guy like yeah. he's like the smart Alec friend yes but yeah. he's not necessarily like the main movie leading because, man type yeah guy. leading man where you could have your shirt you know yeah. shirt. I mean we that I'm not I'm sure I'm not giving that away where yeah. Top Gun just like in the first one they always will have a scene where you know they're playing show, volleyball yeah, volleyball and, you know just like yeah, yeah and just like these chiseled bodies that's right that's all part of the whole you know trope of like the military yeah. man being like the ultimate you know physical specimen and it's funny that they did that without it being too corny like we knew what no. it was going we knew what was happening when we seen it and, that, and they showed that in the, in the trailer but but i noticed in those shots when they did and i think the the way they were able to pull that off is they they it was mostly in shadows meaning like unlike the first one right mm -hmm. but then you have to have a first one to have a second one the first one was clearly just like meant to be eye candy right. for whoever women or whoever's into watching chiseled men that are all like on a beach playing volleyball right this one it's it shows it but it doesn't do enough where it like in the first one where they're trying to like just do it for the sake of a throwaway scene to get people yeah. who are into that excited about seeing men like with their shirts off type of thing and this didn't feel like you said it didn't feel like it was supposed to be like this money shot kind of thing it was almost like the way it was shot. I was all actually trying to keep up with what they were doing with the game and stuff. Yeah, I, I was more and, seeing them kind of connect. And, and I think it fulfilled the purpose. Where um, remember what Tom Cruise had said, mm -hmm. what that was for. I think that was. 
I think it really was meant for that、mm-hmm. and not, like you said, like just a cheap throwaway、right. just to try to get, you know, female or whoever is into watching.、Right. It was just done just enough where you can get excited, but it's actually a necessary, I think it's actually a necessary scene. Yes. Like yeah. to show the, yeah, it wasn't. It had purpose. It wasn't just. It didn't.、Yeah. It wasn't sexual, if that's、yeah. the right term. Not a bad thing, but you、yeah. know, like I said, that's the way it was done in the first movie versus the second movie. It was done in a different way. Yeah, and then Jennifer Connelly, she still looks beautiful. It, yes. was, it was nice to see her in this kind of role. Yeah, because she's been around for so long. And to see her, she really fit in there. If I remember correctly, she's not in the first one. But I know it was an issue with the original. Chick that was in the first one, she didn't come back, and there was this thing where they were saying, like, you know, they don't want to have older women and they don't get roles anymore, stuff、yeah. like that. So I thought it was very interesting that they got Jennifer Connelly, which is an older woman. And so I think sometimes it would be cool to see the original woman, but then also it's kind of like in real life, you know, relationships change and stuff. And sometimes、yeah. if, it's, if it was different, if it's like, Sometimes they have like interchangeable women. Sometimes every time you see the guy come back to part five, it's always a new woman each time, like in a Bond movie or something、yeah. like that. This didn't feel like that. So if they would have got Tom Cruise with this young woman or something like that, they'd be no, like, yeah, that's kind of、yeah, messy.、No. You know, I, you're trying to keep out older women, but、yeah. it wasn't that. He had an older woman as well that's、yeah. his age. And, and I, think, I think with the first movie, because I think I talked to you about it, like, and I had asked you during the movie, like, How old Jennifer Connelly was because I, I was curious. Because、um, Kelly McGinnis is, was an attractive actress, right? So right. it, it kind of makes sense. But I think it also makes sense in the sense that Maverick, when in, in his younger years, would have probably been going after like the Kelly McGinnis type of. And, and Jennifer Connelly would be more like. She was, I mean, obviously she was attractive when she was younger. Right. But that probably be. that She probably wouldn't have been his type. At that younger, more brash age. That's a good point. And it makes more sense that as he gets older, then Jennifer Connelly, who oddly enough, in my opinion, she's a good actress. Right. But in my opinion, when she was younger, I had, I mean, she was decent, but like in her movies, I felt like she didn't really stand, like she was just a pretty face. Now, when I see her in movies,、hmm. I'm actually seeing like an actually, like she's a good actress. Right. And she's still attractive, but not like it's a more like somber, but it's just、yeah. still pretty. Whereas in the earlier movies when she was younger, I didn't necessarily think she was, she stood out. She just was very kind of like a Sherilyn Finn, like attractive,、yeah. but just there wasn't enough. And maybe that could have also been the reason because Kelly McGinnis, when she was younger,、mm-hmm. aside from you know, her, how beautiful she was, she just seemed more like assertive. Like in, I think、mm. Jennifer Connelly's character just wouldn't have. It wouldn't have worked at that younger thing.、Yeah. It works now because as、yeah. he gets older, it's、right. going to be more tempered now. And then also, the way Jennifer Connelly was introduced like, in movies like Labyrinth and stuff like that. Yeah. So she was always like the, you know, the little girl, the girl next door kind of thing, well, even though she's a great actress. And also, too, I think, again, not obviously the, the elephant in the room, but like, even like, remember, Meg Ryan was in the original、mm-hmm. one. And what is the thing about Meg Ryan and Kelly McGinnis? They both have that look,、mm-hmm. whether or not it's a stereotype where naval men may be more attracted to that type of woman, like the blonde look, versus、mm-hmm. Jennifer Connelly's look, like I said, may not have 
like fit that whatever that during that time whatever that yeah. stereotype of what or what they think what they deem is to be attractive for a woman yeah so this kind of shows the difference between the 80s and, and today too which is very interesting because really they remade the 80s movies in the 2000s and even though it's similar because the thing about it is when i saw when I, watching this movie it made me think like that's how i feel about the first movie even though the first movie is not that yeah and which i think is pretty neat what did you think of the fact that this movie should have came out like a year or two ago do you think it lost any steam or do you think you know timing is very important especially for movies books stories art and things like that and so we know that this is off due to you know covid and things like that and this movie's been pushed back and so we're getting it now um I, do you think it's a good time for it to be coming out now do you I, think we're ready for it yeah i think it's a perfect time because right now we're kind of in a weird space like i was talking about about it to you earlier before we saw the movie about there's kind of not really a lot of movies right now there are mm -hmm. movies here and there even and thing i think like with doctor strange mm -hmm. usually obviously there's the blockbuster movies it would compete against but there really isn't anything so i think it's actually not a bad time for it because we're kind of in a weird space where i don't think there's a lot of movies that are going to compete with this because i personally i think that doctor strange as entertaining as it is i think it's a this i personally i think it's a disappointing movie so and i think most my a lot of audience might feel that way so i don't think it's going to affect this movie in fact i think it's going to a lot of people will watch this movie because of that they're just yeah. it's a dead time right now I, I just feel like there aren't any competing movies against this one right yeah, now yeah the movie selection has been very slim and it's been hit or miss because some of the stuff has been you know done years ago and it's just releasing some of it's just been put together but in a different kind of way due to constraints from filming and shooting and stuff like that so a lot of these movies seem compromised um but this one felt like it was a um a clear vision that was kind of executed and it came off nicely it didn't feel like oh that felt like this was reshot or they, or they pulled this part out and changed this it didn't feel like it was really messed with it seemed like it was a strong idea yeah. and they did th they did it and they presented it 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 felt like like going back to the when michael bay like mm -hmm. the old school type the jerry brockheimer movie yeah like stuff. the blockbuster like yeah. the we haven't really had a movie like that um like like I said, using the Doctor Strange movie, which is you know it's a good movie, but I don't view it like a blockbuster movie. It's just a movie that a lot of people will watch because it's kind of riding on the coattails of what Marvel had established with the Avengers, and it's just meaning. What I'm saying is, I think that this Top Gun movie, the second one, would do well regardless of whatever time even if it had gone if they released it the year before it still would have i think it would have done well just like i i predict it's going to do well now as well because it, it 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 uses the formula of the like the michael bay style blockbuster mm -hmm. but it also adds a little bit of depth yeah. to the thing where like i said this is what star wars should have done because star wars screwed the pooch in terms of like introducing the new characters but they've relegated the old characters to like as as if they're not important they're though they it was a bait and switch in my opinion the star wars was you know bringing in the old people the nostalgic people but then you're really aiming it towards your new audience the yeah. top gun movie doesn't do this it respects both the old 
and the new audience, yeah. which is why I think this movie will really do well. They did that well with the cast. They did that well with the music. Um, it definitely had a good had a good vibe. It reminded me. Um, they they even though they they said it did a memoriam to Tony Scott who directed the first one and he was supposed to direct this one too, but he ended up passing before they got a chance to. And so this director did a good job of having that kind of vibe. You know, um, it's just like when you're seeing them take off and things and flying and doing all these moves and stuff, you could feel it, you could feel it. And it just, um, it really makes you feel like you're, you're part of, uh, of the crew. You feel like you're, yeah, it, it, it has a great way of kind of pulling, pulling you into it. So I got two questions for you. One, would you see it again? And two, would you, um, would you, would you, um, what's the best, would you suggest it to others to watch? Yes, I would definitely see it again. Okay. Um, and I would definitely recommend it to, for people to watch. This is, this is a movie where you have to watch it on the big screen theater yeah. and not at home. You yeah. have to experience, because the shots that they have and all this, you know, and we were lucky enough to see it like on an IMAX screen, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. But if, if possible, if you, for those that want to see it, you have to watch it on the biggest screen possible. That's the type of movie it is. Because yeah. it's not going to be the same. You'll still enjoy it if you watch it on your TV. But you got to experience the the old school blockbuster type, you know, with the noise, the, the soundtrack, the, the, the scenes, and just like the loud music. It's just, you know, it's, it's hearkening back to like, Pre you know, pre-COVID, what movies, blockbuster movies used to be like. Right, right. So I would definitely see it again. I will see it again. And I would definitely suggest it to others. Especially if you enjoyed the first one. I think you're going to love this one. I think if you didn't see the first one, you would still yes. love this one. And you could even watch it without even watching the first one. Even though it doesn't hurt to brush up. Um, the story's compelling. The action is wonderful. The acting is, is is cool. It's a throwback vibe kind of movie, but modern, which is um, you know hard to do, hard to do. But this was definitely in capable hands. Like you said before, I'm sure Tom Cruise had a lot to do with this because with his movies and stuff he's been doing lately, he's been choosing and working yeah. with the same directors over and over again. Same thing with the um, writers and things. So he has a handful of folks yeah. that he's dealing with when he's doing these movies and these movies have been some of the strongest stuff he's been doing yeah and these recent movies he's been doing it's like i'm just getting a different perspective and respect for him because i really feel that he really respects mm -hmm. the audience and tries to make the movies he's in now he really tries to respect the audience and doesn't just try to make it about glorifying the characters right. he really tries to make it where all the other characters are compelling as well and it's not all about him you know like you know it's interesting one i just saw the new trailer for the new mission impossible movie that's coming out it's gonna, I mean, the last one's gonna be into two parts so i saw a trailer for part one for the final movie which i'm looking forward to but it's funny what you said about him kind of being selfless in a way and kind of being about the bigger picture you know who else did this not too long ago which i thought was pretty neat was um Sylvester Stallone. Oh, which what? he kind of did the same thing he did. He did Rambo. He did uh, Expendables. So all these movies seem like he just been. He did Rocky. Yeah. He did the last Rocky. So he was kind of making his victory laps 
on some of his old franchises that he did before and was including more people and and you know giving us deeper story and stuff like that so this is kind of neat when you see it done like that but i yeah. think he was the first person i saw do that in a while where we just like where does rocky come up from 30 years later where this you know where this rambo movie come up 30 years later okay and the expendables he getting all his buddies from all the different action films and he pull them together and everybody's kind of like coming out of retirement and they're the badass of the you know they're the heroes of the of the movies it was just neat to see. I, I love it. And if they're complaining about their back or shoulders or something. They having issues, you know, and I love it. But it's not stopping them from, from taking care of business. And it's just nice to see. It definitely gives. Yeah, because I, if you remember, there was that point where uh, I can't remember which movie it was where they had with Tom Cruise's movie where they had to kind of shut down for a short period of time. Mm -hmm. And he had supposedly that viral thing where he went on a rant. Mm hmm. On, and I can't remember who he was angry at. And obviously at the time, people were probably making fun of him. But then when I've seen his recent movies and, and I really, and, and I, I think he's coming from the perspective of, and, and this is where you can maybe understand why he went into the rant because of all the COVID stuff. Yeah. That has severely affected, you know, he brought it up too. Mm. It was part of his rant where this is a serious thing because not being able to film the old way that's like a lot of jobs that get affected and i think he generally like aside from you know being in the movie himself and being the main guy i think he also views this type of filmmaking as like like going back to the way it used to be where it actually employs a lot of people like yeah. he actually i think he generally like not just for himself but he views it as a way for people to be able to have jobs right. because in the in the current environment you're not really going to have a lot of these big budget things where you can have like a big crew of people and everybody has like a piece of the pie it's yeah. more smaller it's a smaller footprint now with, with movies a lot of time because of obviously budget and but he's still trying to maintain that 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 old school way where you have a big budget movie and not just because of the the story and the actors mm -hmm. but also because it allows employment for a lot of people because yeah. that's what it is with big budget you have a lot of um, hands that are involved in the actual creation of the movie yeah and then we have somebody who has a vision you know is sometimes you're very passionate to make sure things go all right because other people that might be on your team may not have the same passion they may not see it like that maybe they just trying to you know have maybe they're having a bad day or maybe they just not taking it as serious but when you're the leader and you try to make sure you yeah. get something done and you're the head of something you take it personally. So I, well, even when I heard that rant, I didn't take it as a bad thing. I took it as, you know, it's probably somebody just probably messing around and it's just like, you know what this is going to cost us. Because sometimes people need to get kind of shaken out of their comfort when it's big things that are at stake. And, and like you say, even though it's like, it's like a popcorn movie, that's people's livelihoods. Yes. And so something as little as somebody being sick on set could shut everything down. And so for him wanting everything to be pulled together so they could work it out and also to be an example and to prove that it could be done during this time, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, but this was very enjoyable. I really enjoy it and I can't wait to see it again. So Joselito, do you have any last words for us? Uh, yeah, no, just uh, definitely once you can watch this movie, go watch it and, and make sure to watch it on the biggest screen possible. It's a great movie. Right on, I agree. Um, and we'll also be back to do a spoiler-filled review to kind of deep dive and talk about some of the stuff we can talk about right now. So I'm looking forward to having that conversation with you as well. 
And so that was Jay and Joselito. Until next time, peace. Peace out.